It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. And today, it's amazing how there's things you do in your life and the people you meet along the way. I met our guest today several years ago. I believe it was in Toastmasters. And our paths have crossed numerous times since then. And it's been an amazing relationship that we've had for the last, I'm going to roll the dice here, Wayne, and say it's probably been about 15 years or so, but Wayne Pratt is a life coach, a speaker, and an author. So thrilled to have him on the show today. And today we're talking about speaking of your business or speaking about your business, and we'll see where that discussion is going to go today. Wayne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So do you know how many years it is that we've known each other? It's over 10. (laughs) You can only remember up to 10, and then after that, it's a blur, right? Blur. (laughs) So let's talk about business, Wayne. You've been in various businesses over your life. Uh, One of the things that I've noticed when it comes to speaking about your business and business communication is I think people are really good at doing what they do in their business. And help me out here because I think we're maybe cut from the same piece of cloth in this sense. It's when it comes to talking about what it is that they do and sharing that information where things sort of fall apart. Would you agree with that? I would agree that most cases, it isn't my case. I find it very easy to talk about it. Doing it, it's hard. Yes, you're definitely very well-spoken. And it's one of the things that I really appreciate about you is, and I know we've had the chance to share stages before, and you've been to numerous events that I've held over the years. You're not Mike Shy. No. And when you meet Wayne in person, you'll know he's not Mike Shy. But how many times, Wayne, have you experienced where people are, if you put a mic in front of them, they just want to run the other way? Frightening. Actually, the worst I've ever heard is a pastor that couldn't speak. That was the most excruciating 40 minutes of my life. And when a pastor can't speak, you know, it's going to be a long service. Correct. (laughs) So if that's the case... In your experience as somebody who has been around the block a couple of times with businesses and now, of course, being very successful with life coaching and a successful speaker and an author, we'll talk about the book momentarily. What are some of the things when you go into a situation where you're going to be speaking to an audience? What are some of the things that you know you have to keep in mind as you're stepping on the stage so that you don't crumble, so that you know your beginning and you know the end point that you want to hit on? That's really, really interesting. John Panette, who is a comedian, uh, a dead comedian, ironically. One thing I found about him is what I would call spontaneous rehearsal. And you do this as well, where you have flow, you have comfort, but you know what you want to hit on. You don't wing it. You look like you're winging it. You're not. And I would say that's one of the biggest thing is I don't speak to anybody for any level beyond hello if I don't have something I want to communicate. And I think that speaks to a point, and I want to touch on this too, because I'm sure you've experienced this. I know I have in networking settings where whoever is speaking at the front of the room, sometimes you'll get two different scenarios. You'll get the person who is so prepped All of their slides are numbered. They've timed it out. Everything is absolutely perfect, almost to a fault, because if there's anything that messes up, 
they're screwed, right? They can't finish their presentation because it's so perfect. Correct. And then you get the other side where the individual is unpolished, unprepared, and it shows with how they're speaking. They're not just speaking off the cuff. Mm -hmm. They're literally treading water because if they don't tread water in their presentation, they're going to sink. And ironically, passionately believe in what you're saying and getting tools like Dale Carnegie, Toastmasters, Carl, all very valuable. Thanks for the uh, shameless plug on my behalf, Wayne. I, go. I appreciate you, that. But it's very true. And I think people step into the podcast arena too, thinking that, oh, if I just put some thoughts on paper and throw some episodes together, I'll have a podcast. Yes, you will. But is it doing what you want it to do? Are you achieving the goals? And that's every time you stand on stage, I believe, and maybe let's talk about that and let's bridge it to something that I know you have an opinion on every time you step on stage, it should be for a purpose, number one. And every time you step on stage, there should be some element of passion that plays into that. So let's talk about passion. I'm a fairly passionate fellow. Even my critics would admit that. But the other thing is it communicates. As the Bible says in the beginning was the word, but the word must be passionate or it's just terrible. I like to feel that passion. I don't want to hear from the speaker. I want to feel what the speaker is telling me. That emotional connection that the audience has with the speaker has to be there. Otherwise, it's just a lot of talk without passion. And when that is the case, then do you think the messaging gets lost then? I think anyone who's ever been past grade school has seen it when it's gotten lost. I think you see that at higher levels of education. I think you see it in certain business settings where it's just literally either a regurgitation of facts, it's somebody reading from a script, or it's a lesson plan with no emotion and nothing passionate about it. And I know there might be a purpose for that. I know that kids of all ages... Heck, we're still kids, Wayne, in the grand scheme of the world. They need to learn. But I think people learn more or get more out of whatever you're saying to them if you can express that or get that passion across. I think it's a critical component of communication because if you're not speaking your passion, you're just passionately speaking. And are you hitting the mark all the time? What do you think? One thing that I have done is... I've had people read my passion and pick it up wrong. That can be dangerous, but <laughs> but fundamentally, I like life to be exciting. And why wouldn't you want to share that in some level? Why wouldn't yes. you want to share that? Obviously, all audiences are different. I know you've spoken on the Mo Monday stage, which is a more motivational, inspirational. When you spoke on the Mo Monday stage, it was in a comedy club. It wasn't a comedy show, but it was definitely in an environment where things could not ride off the rails, but it was a little bit more casual and it was inviting for that reason. You know, we wanted people to come in and speak and not be afraid of the formality or the processes at which a professional speaker goes through to hit the stage. It was more of a, you've never spoken before. Great. Come on the stage and eight to 10 minutes, tell your story, say something. You obviously come with a boatload of experience. So standing on the stage for eight to 10 minutes, it was you know, I needed that theatrical cane to get you off the stage. Was more, but you hit all the marks you needed to hit. And even though it was a relaxed environment, and I think your passion would have shone through regardless, you had a great story. 
and you made that connection and it was your passion that made that connection. Not Wayne. Wayne is good at connecting with people. I know you'd like to think so as well, but it was the passion. People would not have in that audience and all the other audience or most of the other audiences, I would dare say that you've spoken to, if it wasn't for passion, it wouldn't necessarily have connected. Some of the times when I disconnected made much better storytelling. Yeah, some of our greatest stories come from that. Actually, let's take a moment and talk about, because we're talking about business and we're talking about communication. And by the way, my guest today is Wayne Pratt, life coach, speaker, and author. Let's talk about storytelling and how it definitely affects your business. And when you are speaking about what it is that you do, you really need to hit on the element of story. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how powerful stories can be. One thing that is exciting and terrifying, we live in a world of Google, which means that facts are available 24 seven, yeah. 1 million hits. So if you can't weave a story, then you have no reason to be there. I mean, if you're not as good as an average smartphone, you shouldn't be trying to communicate. What's the key then? If we're not basing it on facts, what should we be basing it on then? Well, for me, it's either my experiences or shared experiences. You told me this and this happened with me that. So the shared experience is where I usually craft the narrative. And when you're crafting that narrative, if it's a shared experience, how much of that is you and how much of that is the shared experience itself? I have been accused of being a narcissist. So the first 10 years, it was all about me. But you get better with time. You know, my observation is you definitely have improved. And I like how you weave your stories and... There are a lot of elements of you, but I like how you bring it back to the audience. And if you've ever met Wayne and and seen him speak and heard him speak, rather, you know what I'm referring to, that Wayne has a story. Wayne has a great story and several of them, Uh, but definitely make sure that he does bring it back to the audience because the audience is always asking Wayne, my favorite radio station, WIFM, what's in it for me? I I love that. I was wondering when you said my favorite radio station, I really didn't know where you were going. (laughs) That's another story altogether. Maybe that'll be the next episode that we record together. Something about the world of broadcasting and how it launches into podcasting. Let's talk about your book because you started the process of writing a book about eight years ago. Yep. It was an eight-year project, which is typical for anyone with their first book. They say, I'm going to write a book. And then eight years later, you published it. And now you're in the relaunch phase again. You're just relaunching it now. Why the relaunch? Actually, it's exciting. I'll just take a minute and mention that eight-year journey. I uh, was helping my mom publish a book. And Mm. she bought me a course of uh, Jack Canfield's about publishing a book. Mm. And it was good. And it was $1,000, blah, 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 blah. But one of the lines was the empty page, that the content is what killed writers. And he said that if you have a blog, you have a book. If you have a blog, you have a book. The light came on. All of a sudden, I took over eight years of blogs, boiled them down, came up with 31 articles, ironically, 31 days if you read them chronologically, And that is why it became a book. The relaunch is kind of interesting. You learn how to sell by selling and finding out what the person bought. And you know, you've given away a couple of my books and I phone and they say, oh yes, I like your book. Usually you want to get them beyond polite. So you get, 
what did you like about the book? And they mentioned a chapter. It was 17, it was five, it was 21. So I actually added a reflection page to every single article so that you could write down how it hit you. Because that's what people were telling me, the people that really got the book. I mean, some people were just being polite. Okay, that happens. But when they got it, it was a chapter that spoke to them. So I want them to reflect and maybe even integrate something of that in their life. And that was the relaunch. So you've added a reflection page to every chapter. So in theory, you've doubled the length of your book. (laughs) Just about, which means I also got a spine. Uh, If you're around publishing, if you don't have a spine, you're just a booklet. It's funny you say that because I didn't realize that until we were sitting not too long ago and we were discussing that and that if it's under a certain number of pages, it's considered more of a leaflet or a brochure or something like that. And thinking of all the all the people who have published ebooks, for example, and there, some of them are very short, 10, 15, 20 pages sometimes at most. And they're used, quite often they're used as a marketing tool. They're not using it to sell books. They're using it to, hey, you know, thanks for signing into my program. Here's a free ebook to get you started. But interesting in the publishing world through your experience anyways, is that anything less than a certain number of pages without the spine means that it's not considered a book. That's what they tell me. (laughs) But I tell people what I gave away was indeed a book. It's 31 days, how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And has it relaunched already? Depending on when you get this, yes. We believe that. We're literally in the final seconds right now. Okay, so we are recording this August the 23rd, 2021. So possibly by the time this episode is live, your book will be relaunched then. Correct. Firstly, where can people find the book? Well, there are three ways. One, go to Amazon, type in 31 days in my name. You get all kinds of titles if you just type in 31 days. But 31 days in my name is one. One, my website, 31days.ca or www.wayneprat.ca. And there's links to the book and a free book and blogs, and some tools, and pretty pictures of me. So those are the three ways. What we'll do actually is we'll post those in the show notes later. So if you want to click on that book and grab a copy, you'll be able to do that. And you did mention your website for people to get a hold of you. And you also have a blog. You mentioned that that's how you managed to publish a book is from 31 blog posts, which is a very good strategy. I've actually thought of the same thing, but not for blog posts, but for taking the transcription from podcasts and turning those into books along the way. But like everything, it's an eight-year process. So I suspect in the next five years, I'll have that book ready. By the way, for the record, it came from over 250 blog posts. I just chose the best 31. Oh, wow. There was a lot left on the cutting room floor then, so to speak. There you go. Wow. So let's talk about the blog. What's the focus that you take with the blog? Well, there's basically two or three. One, I tend to talk, I use it almost as a journal where if things are moving me, I'm guessing they might move others. And second, I blog the way I talk so that I'm assuming that the audience is there to 
get things that I would be interested in. And that has usually been the culture of small business. I clearly don't speak exclusively of it. I mean, I've even vlogged about going to funerals. But fundamentally, you're a small business person and you fit in that gray area between a nine to five and a corporate jet setter. And as a small business owner, of course, as we've been talking about today, you should be not afraid. I guess that means you should be like Wayne to stand up with confidence and speak boldly and proudly about what it is that you do. And if you ever need some assistance, uh, Wayne is certainly there to help you do that. What's the What's the website again, Wayne? And what's your your email for people if they do want to reach out to you for your for your services? The website is Wayne Pratt. The email is wayne at wayneprat.ca. And if you get it wrong and type wayneprat.com, you're getting a dead auctioneer in the States. So don't go to wayneprat.com. Go to wayneprat.ca. Wayne Pratt, it's been a great discussion today. Any final thoughts before I let you go? Yes. We talked about passion. One thing that Carl mentioned is similar to passion, but different. I use humor in most of my speaking. Some like it, some think it's inappropriate, but humor's key to me, and it keeps people interested for the most part. It's how I've amused Carl for a decade. So fundamentally, after you've got the groceries paid and there's gas in the car, if you're not having fun, stop doing it. That's it. I like that, Wayne. I think that's a great place to end it because I think there's so many people that when they do get into business, or if they're not in business yet, they're still working their nine to five, trying to figure out what's the next what's the next thing that's going to excite them in their life um, that they're, they're not necessarily doing it with a smile on their face and they need to do that. And yes, you've definitely keep kept me amused <laughs> for at least 10 years. Uh, today has been no exception. Wayne Pratt, life coach, speaker, and author. Thanks so much for being my guest today on the speaking of speaking podcast. It was a privilege, Carl. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the speaking of speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today. Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. 